Petty Radio, and you good with your cigarette, bro? Yeah, you good, bro? Yeah, we, we don't care, man. Um, and as you can see, man, you got myself, Josh. We got the plug in the building, and we got a special, super special guest, Mr. Talib Antunde in the building, the national chairman of the Fred Hampton Gun Club, if you are not aware. What's going on, Black King? Black power. Black power to you. How you brother Black doing power. today? Blast, man. I'm doing all right, man. I woke up, bro. That's all I can ask. Right. That's all we can be today. That's all we can be every day. That's a fact. Oh, and 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 I'm not I'm not ignoring you, bro. I just gotta uh, change the name on on Facebook to uh, to reflect the name of the show because I have to do that shit every freaking time. So it's irritating. Um, but tell us a little bit about the uh, Fred Hampton Gun Club while, while I'm doing that. All right. Uh, the Fred Hampton Gun Club. Uh, I was. To be honest, I was I was toying with the idea. Um, I joined the New Black Panther Party about six years ago now, and uh, I I love everything that the New Black Panther Party is doing. Uh, shout out to Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz. Uh, uh, shout out to Dr. Shamanda as well, uh, National Chief of Staff for the New Black Panther Party. Uh, and all the constituents that go with the new Black Panther Party. Rest uh, in peace uh, uh, to the King Hashim Mazinga too. I got Hashim Mazinga, long live Hashim Mazinga. Um, I started off with them, and funny you mentioned Hashim Mazinga. He was the brother that actually got me to uh, come over to the revolutionary side. I saw him um, dealing with Mike Brown up in Ferguson, and I saw the speech that he was giving. And he was at the firehouse and it changed my life. And I decided at that point that something needed to be done. Uh, mm -hmm. Sitting around watching and talking about it wasn't going to do it. And people kept telling me like, hey, man, if you're going to uh, sit back and talk all this stuff, you know, what part of what organization you a part of? What are you doing? I just couldn't find nothing. And then I seen Hashim Nzinga, the Honorable Hashim Nzinga standing up there being black and proud and calling out the president. And right then I was like, that's 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 my guy right there. I gotta find this man. I gotta find all the people with him. I just started digging on YouTube, Facebook, and I, I finally reached uh reached somebody and I started joining them. And I saw a bigger need for a militant side, not just on a um, revolutionary side, but I, I, I figured we needed a military branch that was strictly focused on firearms. Um, and I was toying around with the idea back in last year, sometime around June. And I was like, hey, um, if I started a gun club, who would join me? And the response level to it was crazy. I mean, it was about maybe uh, 200 people. I got 20,000 followers on Facebook. About 200 people responded to me. It was like, hey, I would join your gun club. I would join your gun club. So it started off. It was a little rough. And I almost gave up. I got a lot of backlash about it. And um, I couldn't think of a name for it. And um, I started thinking about Fred Hampton uh, Sr. And how young he was right when he passed away and how vibrant he was about fighting for his people and every speech that he gave was just powerful. And I just saw me as a young person coming into this movement, as far as like all the other giants, such as mm -hmm. the Newton gun club, uh, dealing with brother Babu. And then you had, you got the original black Panther party, uh, which is dealing with uh, the King up there. Um, <laughs> Daryl, Big, big, big shout out to King Daryl up there. Uh, I want to say he's up in Milwaukee. I may be saying it wrong. I think he's in Milwaukee or Minnesota, one of the two. Okay. Um, and then I started watching uh, General Taco, been out there, Black Riders Liberation Party. He's been around for about 20 years. Uh, then you got people like AJ Frazier with Pansock. He's been around for a good little while. Then you got people like Crystal Muhammad, uh, who's also part of a new Black Panther Party who has her own organization uh brother Moon, i seen him dealing with anubis and i just seen a bunch of different legends out here putting in work in the community and i'm the youngest cat out of all of them and fred hampton senior stood out to me because of how how young he was and how he was fighting for the revolution and that name kind of stuck with me 
and his ideologies kind of set home for me. So started that off, got to rolling in February. I hit the ground running and I haven't stopped. So, what's up, man? And salute so how, you, many, man. how many uh how many members are you guys at now, roughly? How many members? We right now I have over 200 applications sitting. It's I can't keep up with half of them. It's constantly yeah. rolling. Every day I got about maybe five <laughs> different people applying. Um I got over 200 applications just sitting. Um we go through a very, very uh detailed process of letting people in um we 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 do we do in um how can i say we do applications right mm-hmm. so what we do is i got rid of the paperwork trail because that's old school people want to email mail those in so we're digital so you can text wakanda guns to four seven four seven four seven you'll get three different links that's going to break down everything for you give you a whole questionnaire tell you what we stand for, our mission statement, everything like that. And then once we get through that, we vet you, we give you a thorough interview, everything like that. Then we sit you in a probation period for 60 to 90 days. You mm-hmm. have to learn the manual. You have to know your 10-point platforms. You have to know the uh, 12 general uh, objectives, all of those types of things. So you have to be vetted before you can even come through. You know, Then we do thorough background checks. We run your name, your information. So we just don't want to let anyone in because we know Cointel Pro, Black Identity Extremists, they're, they're heavy out here right now. And speaking right. of that, man, and, and I and I don't want to interrupt too much, but yo, man, like like every time we do a show with with, with uh, Grandmaster, man, I get the wildest fucking inboxes and crazy. I I got one nigga upset with me that I I won't fuck with this dude. Like I don't I don't know you, cat. <laughs> like and he's yeah, angry he, with me. Brother look like he they found him on the back of a cereal box though. Like cereal <laughs> uh, <Seriously>? like <laughs> Damn man. Yo, it's, it's, how do you deal with that shit? I know you getting a shitload more than we get. Like, how do you deal with with, with the neck? I seen you one morning, like look, stay off my page with the negativity. But it's got it gotta bother you some days. It, it, it does. It, what what troubles me is, and, and I look at it like this: everyone has a different viewpoint, and when they come in, everyone has different levels of where they're in this in this movement. Some people don't have the information, and some people do. A lot of people are just reactionary and emotional. We tend to be like that as black people. Sometimes, sometimes we don't know how to um, control our emotions, and we become reactionary, and we just. We just react and we just say certain things. So at this point, I'm so used to it. To I, I look at it like this. My page is a dictatorship. You get what I'm saying? It's not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. Right. So right. I control what's on my page. I don't let people control me. So I can easily hit block and delete. And a lot of people think like, oh, if I come on your page, you have to let me say, I don't have to let you do a damn thing on my page. So I can, do, <laughs> I can block and delete right. Right then and there. So once I started realizing, like, hey, I have the power and the control to let you say certain things. So when I delete you, it's a Thanos snap. I don't see you no more. It's gone (laughs) from my head. So I tend to focus on the mission and what's important, which is fighting for my people. And you're always going to have someone saying something negative. So it's just the same way. Like right now, unfortunately, our people are so caught up on negative things Mm -hmm. that we don't know how to focus on the positive. So we get lost in that. So um, a lot of times, like you can bring up any black leader right now. You can bring up Malcolm X. Someone got something negative to say. You can bring up Martin Luther King. Someone got something negative to say. No matter what black leader you bring up right now, our people always have something negative to say. So you get lost. If you get lost in that, you forget what the main focus is, which is the liberation of our people. And we're all human. And black people are looking for a savior, or something like that. The only people who can save us is us. You get what I'm saying? So we're looking mm-hmm. for a savior, one person to do it when it takes all of us to do it. You know, so that's what we get lost in. I got flaws. If you start going to look at me and look into my past five years ago, I used to be a minister. I used to say Black Lives Matter and all this old good stuff. Now I'm a revolutionary. I practice Vondoom. We evolve and we change. But everyone has a past and we all got to focus on where we're going. And we can get lost in that very easily sometimes. 
that's a serious religious change too, though. Like, yeah, what happened? Um, the, in theology, you start to study all religions, right? That's the whole mm-hmm. thing of theology. And I was there. I did theology school for three years. I was a youth minister and everything like that. I grew up in church. My grandfather was a was a mason. My grandmother was an Eastern star. So I grew up around all of that religious stuff. And once I started going to school for theology, I started studying and I started getting into the Dead Sea Scrolls and different stuff like that. And I started realizing the deeper you go in history, the blacker the gods got. And the blacker the gods got, I started realizing like, hold on, wait a minute. Something is not adding up with this. I started looking at Egyptology. I started comparing it to the Bible and the wording and the stories just started looking the same. I started having this revelation that if they stole our people, they stole our land, they stole our structures, they stole our languages, it's easy for them to also come around and steal our religion too. So I would be a fool to think that they touched everything else but didn't take that from us too. Right. So I believe that what they have now is a watered down, tainted version of African spirituality, and they just used it against us because they don't want us to know who we are. And once right. we find that out, we become too powerful. And that's that's always been the catch-22 with it. All the religions are based on us and our people, and all mm-hmm. of the gods are black. <laughs> all right. of the gods are black. Oh, damn. That's, that's some deep shit, bro. I'm not even going to lie. Um, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I've had a, I'm still struggling with my religious shit right now. So, you know, um, Jeez, bro, you just got me fucked I, up with that one because that's it's so fucking true. I don't, I don't, I don't even I, know what to say. I don't, I don't knock anybody's belief system. I'm gonna say this too: if you want to believe in Christianity, that's fine. Just know that Jesus is black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just know that the the twelve tribes of Israel are based on our people. You know what I mean? When you start to look at the stories, you start to realize that they're based on us. So as long as you keep your identity within your spirituality, that's fine. As long as it makes you a better person, I right. joke. I nitpick with different people on Facebook. You get what I'm saying? Why I come mm-hmm. at them about Christianity and different things like that. But at the same time, I respect what they do as long as it makes them a better person. So I don't knock it, to be honest. I know people are like, oh, you just going in on Christianity the other day. I'm going in on the lies and the brainwashing when you have a white Jesus sitting on your wall. And we know right. that that's bullshit. You get what I'm saying? So I, I don't believe in certain things. You know what I mean? When it comes to certain things in the Bible. So that's, but if you do Islam, I respect people who practice Islam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I respect all of the different belief system out here as long as it makes you better, but don't fool yourself and think that the gods that you're following are not based on African religion. I, I feel you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, carry, I carry myself the, uh, pretty much with the same principle. Like, I don't really, I do it based off the person not, and not the religion. Like I know some shady Christians, and some shitty Muslims, you know right. what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, either or, like, it, it just depends on who you are and whatever that practice is making you a better person, like you said. Right, and that's 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 the main thing, you know what I mean? Right. Find something that makes you better and makes you propel as a as a as a as an overall human being, you know what I mean? And and if if that compass isn't sending you in the right direction, then find something that fits you, you know what I mean? So. Right. I, try, I, I try to let my daughter have a certain amount of freedom, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to lie to her. Okay, if my daughter wants to practice Christianity, I don't think that she should, but I'm also going to tell her the truth. Like, look, ain't no fat-ass Santa Claus coming shooting right. down the chim- chimney to you or nothing like that, you know what I mean? But I want to make sure that she knows the truth on what she's following, especially like Christmas is coming up right now, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone is going out here, getting depressed, suicide rate is up, you get what I'm saying? Children are getting right. depressed over gifts and materialistic things, and they forget the truth of what Christmas is based on. It's supposed to be based on the birth of Christ, even though the right. date may be off, but the symbolic right. the symbolism of it is you're supposed to be focused on Jesus and the Bible and your family and everything like that. People get so caught up on material things that they lose focus of what's going on, and they're going to death, suicide. Children are getting depressed because they don't feel like their love because some other kid got some type of toy or something like that. So in my household, I try to practice Kwanzaa. And mm-hmm. that's something that 
that a lot of people don't know any, anything about. Right. That's very true. I, I to be quite honest, and it's, it, I don't know if it's sad or whatever you want to call it. Like I, my best friend, her and her family been practicing Kwanzaa since shit. I was in fucking high school. I want to say damn near, and that's it. Can't say that I know anybody else, um, and, and I I don't even know why, you know. Um, it, it seemed to be a dope religion. It just why why you think it's never really caught on with our people, uh, myself included. I'm not you know I'm not judging anybody, myself included. I, I think it hasn't caught on because the glamour isn't there in it. You know all the right. shiny gifts and all the lights and the music and everything like that. And then on top of that, we just got to remember what type of society we're living in. We're living in a white society. You know what I mean? So they're, they're going to suppress anything that's black anyway. You get what I'm saying? Like anything positive for black people, they're going to suppress it and they're going to speak negativity of it. And it's also just lack of information. And then a lot of yeah. our people, because Kwanzaa is based on, African morals and values. A lot of our people don't even want to accept the fact that we are African people, that that's where we come from. Yeah, they, so they made, they, Kwanzaa is the side chick of holidays. Right. <laughs> right. It's, yo, I remember I joked about that. I, I said, the, yo, your side chickens get gifts on Kwanzaa. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You dumb, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, and, and, and while I'm on it, man, I'm just looking over some of the comments. Salute to Shannon. Um, she put up the GoFundMe or he, I'm not sure, uh, for uh, Grandmaster Jay. And I'm not sure that you can, if that's the whole link, because typically you should be able to just, just click, tap on it and go straight to the GoFundMe. So I, I did repost it just to make sure. And hopefully y'all can see that. Um, but definitely want to make sure that we donate. Uh, the Grandmaster J. And, and, and speaking of that, I know you got a situation of your, of your own, man. And I don't want to, you know, if you want to talk about it, that's great. What I find dope is that you're going so hard for Grandmaster J when you could easily and nobody would, would besmirch you or talk shit about you, could do the same thing for yourself. And you seem to be foregoing your situation to an extent to make sure that the brother is okay. Yeah, I'm I can be a little selfless sometimes. I, I think that's a, it's a gift and a curse. You get what I'm saying? Because I tend to put a lot of people before myself. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because I love my people just that much. You get what I'm saying? Like, I really love my people just that much. And um, our, uh, our motto is death over bondage. You get what I'm saying? So to, to focus on that is I love Grandmaster Jay. I love what he's doing. And I support the vision that he's putting forth and I'm working on something right now to bring all of the leaders together so that we can have a national black leadership summit so that we can sit down at the table and have a conversation so that we can grow as a bigger coalition along with in fact and everything like that but the reason why I'm pushing so hard is because sometimes you have to be selfless and it's not always about you sometimes and the situation I'm going in right now is I went down to Gastonia, North Carolina, and um, did an open carry, similar to what we already doing. Um, did an open carry down in North Carolina. I got information, intel, that there was white supremacists down there pointing guns at black people, and uh, a shop was being racist and discriminating against people down there in Gastonia, North Carolina. Got a call, mm -hmm. uh, collaborated with the New Black Panther Party, went down there. Uh, it was about 30 of us that was open carry. We ended up shutting down their main street down there. Helicopters, sheriffs came out, everything like that. Uh, we shut down their main street for about three hours out there. Mm. We blocked off the street, everything like that. News cameras out there and all of that. And everything was going fine. Everything was good. Officers let us leave. They had another demonstration that was going on over at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. We decided to go out there to protect the protesters on both sides, white, black, anything like that. We didn't have a particular side that we was going out there. We just wanted to make sure that everyone was able to have freedom of speech and that no one got hurt because we do not trust that law enforcement will protect people with when they're practicing um, their freedom of speech. Right. So when we arrived there, 
the officers, I still had my my rifle, my 7.626 Sawyer strapped across my chest, everything like that. We pulled up into a parking lot across the street from the courthouse. Asked the officer when I got the officer pulled up, said, hey, you can't park here. I still had my rifle tucked on my chest. I said, well, am I able to open carry here? Am I, is everything okay? Officer looks at me and says, yeah, you're good as long as you don't step across the street to the courthouse. I said, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. I know better. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. never went over there to the courthouse, anything like that, right? You had Confederate people coming out there with their flags. You had the Black Lives Matter, different people like that out there. And they was um, they was demonstrating against a, a Confederate statue that was in front of the courthouse that they wanted to be removed. So it was a big back and forth about that and everything like that. So, of course, a few people with Confederate flags that was out there, they had firearms on them, everything like that. They was definitely on courthouse property. Nothing happened to them. Everything went fine. After everything was over with, they told everyone to disperse. Me and a few other of my comrades, we made sure that we stayed to make sure that everyone cleared out, got to safety, evacuated the area, and dispersed properly like they were supposed to. After that, went to the parking lot, broke everything down, took off all our gear. I'm laughing. Everyone talking about where we're going to go eat, everything like that. I'm about to go see my mom. Next thing I know, I got about... I can say at least 30 to 40 uh, tactical SWAT team officers, full military battle rattle, uh, just just running down on me. You know what I mean? And they surrounded the entire car, wow. rifles pointed. You know what I mean? The doors was locked and stuff like that. I, I, I thought they was going to kill me that day. I honestly thought they was going to wow. kill me that day. You know, so they ended up taking me and uh, my national assistant, um, the local chairman and his right-hand man, they arrested all of us. They took all of our rifles and left the handguns. Um, they charged me. They were going to charge me with failure to disperse. The captain decided to change it and say that I went armed to the terror of the people and having firearms at a protest. So that's the charges, the two charges that I'm pending right now uh, in North Carolina, and that's on February 17th. But I was within the rights of – I was within – the legal right of open carrying where I was at, according mm. to the law enforcement that was there. Again, for three hours straight, they never did anything, never said anything. They told me that we was fine and that we was okay with what we was doing. Next thing you know, they said we was at a protest. We wasn't at a protest. We was standing off a distance from it, and it was more of a demonstration than a protest. So we wasn't part of that at all. So, sure. um, that's, that's how that went down. I ended up spending the night in jail, uh, got out the next day, and um, the people was very responsive. And this is important as far as this goes. I want to make a point about this. Whenever you're out at a protest and different mm -hmm. things like that, to have jail support when you come out for people who may get locked up during protests and everything like that is very essential and very important. So when I got out, there's people there meeting me with cigarettes. They was offering me liquor, uh, hotel room, uh, end up getting the plane back. They took really good care of me, making sure that I got home and back to work and everything like that or whatever. So um, jail support is a very important part of protesting. I see a lot of white people doing that, but I don't see enough black people and black organizations having that, meaning they're there with cigarettes, gloves, uh, hand sanitizers, food, any and everything that these people may need, cell phones and all of that, right. that's very important to have when you're out there helping support because the last thing you want to do is feel like, okay, I went out here fighting for my people, I got locked up, and I come out and no one's there. It's the very same yeah. people that I fight for, no one's there. And that can take a toll on you when you're out here fighting every single day for your people. You wonder, like, is these the people that I'm out here putting my life on the line all the time? And when I get out and when I'm sitting out here, I'm needing help. No one's there to reach out and say, I appreciate you. I love you and be there for you. So it can it get very tiresome at times and you can question yourself. But you you remember those little small moments, like, for example, right here in Washington, D.C. with Karan Hilton, where the mother and the father is very thankful for the things that you're doing in the community for different people. And you, you don't realize how much you impact people until they tell you later how much you change their lives. And you remember those little moments 
is what helps change the future because we can't save everybody. But if you can at least change one person, that one person can affect a thousand people. That thousand people can affect half a million people and so on and so forth. So you can, that little drop in the bucket can, can make a major wave out here in the world, especially if you're doing the right thing. And you said Karan Hilton. Tell us what's going on with that situation. Karan Hilton, uh, some young brother right here in Washington, D.C., 20 years old. Uh, Washington, D.C. has a policy of a no-chase policy here in Washington, D.C. So uh, they're not supposed to be chasing your mopeds, dirt bikes, and stuff like that because of the danger of it and uh, the close proximity of the streets in Washington, D.C. It's, it's, if you've ever been to D.C., you know how the streets are. So mm -hmm. to do a chase in Washington, D.C. can be very dangerous, especially if it's on a moped or a motorcycle or something like that. So... Is that the brother who got killed in the parking lot? He got um he was on a scooter. Uh that was Dion K. Dion K was the young okay. brother that got killed in the parking lot. You know what I mean? And we dealt with that as well. Um and right now we're dealing with Karan Hilton. Um on a on a different note, they chased him on the moped for not wearing a helmet, which is a misdemeanor. So they wow. chased him on the helmet for not wearing the helmet. chased him on the moped for not wearing a helmet. And because of their um, their recklessness, they end up causing him to collide with another vehicle, and mm -hmm. he ended up dying. Um, I got a call um, from a female friend of mine who told me what was going on, and different people in the neighborhood was telling me the information of what happened. I immediately got online, shared his picture, created a hashtag. Unfortunately, we, we got to do that today. I hate even... Even saying that we had to create a hashtag for him, you know, but brought awareness to it. Um, I immediately contacted some news people. Uh, he did a wonderful job. Shout out to UK ABC News for putting a documentary together for him. They did a wonderful job of telling the story of what happened to him. Um, unfortunately, uh, he ended up passing away at the hospital. They took him off life support and everything like that. Mm. And we've been protesting ever since. Right now, we're trying to enact uh, law called the Quran law and also we're trying to get a mural put up for them. Uh, we're also trying to get the officers that are there taken off the force. Um, I know for a fact that the police department in Washington D.C. is getting pretty sick and tired of me. Um, we just had a protest this Saturday uh, at 4D uh, dealing with the officer Sutton because he's still on the police force but he's um, he's just still getting paid, but he's not in the streets and right. we want to completely remove. So as I was out there, um, I was recording the, the lieutenant, which is right under the uh, chief of police. I was recording him talking to him and he looked me right in my face and said my name to me. And it didn't dawn on me until later when I looked back at the video, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> he mm. knew my name. So that means he's watching me. Shout out to you if you're watching this right now. You know what I mean? Lieutenant Bagshaw, shout out to you if you're watching me right now. <laughs> you're, you're a real big fan of mine. You know what I mean? I know I'm becoming a pain in your ass right now, but we're not going to stop. DC is not going to stop. Um, I have been able to talk to um, two different council members. Um, shout out to Treyon White. Shout out to Sister Janice. She's about to step in office for War of Four. They're also both going to help uh, get money together for uh, financing the mural. We're, they're also going to help push the legislation for that. And um, we're also working on getting Sutton removed from uh, from from duty and everything like that or whatever. So not only am I dealing with stuff right here in D.C., I'm dealing with different stuff in North Carolina, stuff in Georgia, Louisiana, wherever you call me, if I can get there and I can make it, I'm going to be there and try to be on the front lines. You know, I've been caught rubber bullets to the head. I've been tear gas. I've been hit with batons. I've been locked up. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, it's, I, I put everything on the line to fight for what's right and fight for my people. And I, I, I get no days off. And I love what I do. This, You know, sometimes I get a little weary, but I wouldn't trade this for the world. Like, this is the best feeling I could ever have is standing on the oh. front lines. You're a million times better than me, bro. I, I 
thoroughly solution, man. <laughs> Don't nobody else tell you. I, I'm dead ass, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a hey, bro, first, first rubber bullet jobs out of there, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Nigga, that might I might die. Shit, look at me, man. I'm I'm I'm, oh, I'm an old man. That nigga gonna check Latino in the next application box, man. <laughs> now that I'm not doing. That's funny though. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> well, definitely, it definitely dropped me down to one knee. I can say that much. It definitely put me down on one knee. Almost took me out of the game. I almost said, "Fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm yeah. going home." But yeah, it is. But that night, um, I actually posted it on my Instagram page. I went live. I had over 2,000 people watching that when I went live. And um, I got shot on live in the head with a rubber bullet and everything. So I posted it on Instagram recently. It was already on Facebook. Um, but this was just a few months ago when D.C. was just going through hell. And that's when Trump decided to call out the military police. And they dropped the helicopter down in the middle of the crowd and all of that good stuff. It was crazy that night. And... Um, I'll never forget that whole entire front line was nothing but black people. The whole entire front line was nothing. I think it was one white person out that entire military front line. And I stood out there for two hours just going at them and going at them and yelling at them and going at them. People was like, yo, your words won't going to make an impact. They're not listening to you. All this is stupid. Echo. Stop. So all of this is going on. And people would say, oh, this is not going to make a change. It's not going to make a difference. All this stuff that you're doing is pointless. So um, that next day when I went back out there to what is called Black Lives Matter Plaza, um, I saw the exact same people in regular uniform without all the tactical gear on. Mm -hmm. And they all came up and just started shaking my hand and saying, hey, look, what you said to us made us go change our minds about being on the front lines. And we talked to our CEO, our captain. We said, we're not going back out there no more. We're not doing that. We don't feel right. We'll take our Article 15, whatever it is, but we just can't do this because we just didn't feel like this is right. You know what I mean? And they sat there and watched as officers shot over their shoulders into nonviolent protests with rubber bullets and pepper bullets and everything like that. And it just impacted them. And they just, they couldn't do it. You know, mm -hmm. so you never know. When people be like, oh, you're sitting there talking to these black officers and these black cops and these black military police. If you're saying the right thing and you genuinely mean it, you might not get all of them, but you might get some of them. And that's mm -hmm. the whole point. We, we we can't change the world, but we can at least try to save one person at least. You get what I'm saying? If you had save one, that's then that's good enough. I think um, um, Perry Tubman said, you know, I, I say the a hundred slaves, but I could have freed a thousand more if they only knew they were slaves. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of people just don't realize where they're at. You know what I mean? So, but that, that shit don't hit them until they hit home. Yeah, right. it, don't, it don't hit them until they hit home. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, there's good cops out here. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm sorry. That's just my, that's just my feel on it. You know what I mean? I'll say I, it like this. I've had police officers where I had good interactions with. Doesn't right. make you a good cop. Like you can right. go shoot the nigga right after you you let me go. <laughs> right. You know, right. so I'm not gonna say you a good cop because you letting fucked up cops do fucked up shit and not saying anything. Exactly. The reason the re I want to make sure that I'm 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 clear on it so people can understand what I'm saying about it. I want you to go out here and experiment. If you can tell me a story, you can send me an inbox, an email, or something, and let me know. If I'm wrong, I retract my statement. I go publicly and apologize. But I have never, ever, ever, ever seen an officer in uniform arrest another officer in uniform. It's never happened. Never. It's never happened. So until the day I see an officer in full uniform arrest another officer in full uniform, oh, they got immunity. So until that immunity shit gets out the way, there's no right. such thing as a good cop. Because the same thing that they arrest me and you for that if that officer in uniform does, they're not going to treat him the same exact way they're going to treat us. So to me, it's favoritism, nepotism, and every other ism that you can think of going on within the police department that keeps them from being held accountable for the bullshit that they're doing to our people out here. So until they change that, I can't see there's no good cop. And because they wear a uniform that represents this systematic racist system, I can't respect them. 
I can't respect them. Now, if somebody want to donate some money to you, how can they do that? Um, you can. It's Talib Batunde, 1985. That's on my Cash App, or you can go to uh, FredHamptonGunClub.org, and there's a donate on there. I believe that's through PayPal. Uh, we're trying to continue setting that up as well. Um, so that's the that's the two different ways that you can donate, either directly to me or directly into the organization. And Purity Franklin said that that actually happened yesterday. An officer arrested another cop for using excessive force. If you got a, a, a article link, please put that in the in the chat, uh, Purity Franklin. I think uh, that was a security guard. I think that was a police officer arresting a security guard. Right. For using right. Right. You know. So I want I want to make sure that I'm clear about it. So when they be like, "Oh, I've seen the officer arrest another officer," okay. Was that officer in full uniform on duty with all his gear on? That's that's. I want to make sure that we're clear on what I'm saying. Yeah, we got officers that arrest other officers that's not on duty. You get what I'm saying or something like that. He's in a car or whatever. I'm talking about he's on duty, standing next to his battle buddy in full uniform, full yeah. gear, yeah. on duty. That's never happened. That's never happened. That's never happened. <laughs> that's never happened. Yeah. So okay. until I see that happen. I don't trust them. And I don't believe it. There's too much immunity in it. Too much. I, and you know what? I even challenge you to do this. I challenge you to even go ask officers. I can put it in your hands. Go ask every officer that you see in uniform if he would arrest another officer in uniform and watch the response that he gives you. Okay. And somebody just posted a, a independent debate, just posted a link to an article, and actually it was a security guard that got arrested. Right. You're not going to find one. That's why I'm the plug, man. That's why I'm the plug, bro. Huh? I said, that's why I'm the plug, man. You ain't put the uh, the article up there, man. We got to give independent debate 2016. But I I knew it, though. I knew it. We all kind of knew that, bro. Right. I'm going to give you the credit, man. You knew, man. You. There, there you go, bro. Thank you, bro. <laughs> now, now do I believe? Do I believe that there's offers out here who do want to do the right thing? Yes, but because of what they're in, they can't do certain things because they're either going to get blackballed or killed. Like there was an officer in uh, Baltimore that was supposed to testify. John Sutton. Huh? John Sutton. Right. They found him dead. Like what was it? The day before he was supposed to. The go day testify? before he was going to testify. Did they say he shot himself with his own gun in the back of his they head? Said, they, they said he shot himself in the head twice. <laughs> right. Wow. They said they said he shot himself in the head twice, but like this is what this was the kicker though, right? The only camera was at like a, a local like mom and pop convenience store. You know what I'm saying? They took the camera, brought the camera back, camera don't work no more. <laughs> no, only, only, only footage. You know what I'm saying? Only footage of the scene. So I mean, you know wow. what it is. Yeah. That they, but I mean, yo, I think like here, like Baltimore Police Department is like one of the worst in the country. But it's even worse because of how small Baltimore is. But they're mentioned with LAPD, NYPD, Chicago PD. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they up there. So it's it's a whole lot of whole lot of crazy shit. It's the article. It was a dude here. Um, it was a white guy that quit the police department and was going around exposing um, the police department's ties to the KKK. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, it was the guy. Um, he's a former chief of police, I believe. Well, he had a high rank, but the dude was a grand wizard, and this was here in Baltimore. God damn! Yeah. And, and I agree with you, Nat Turner. Um, we love Fred Hampton Gun Club and Huey P. Newton Gun Club. We love all our black militia. Um, and, and they they are scared of the movie American Skin. I saw yeah. the clip of that movie, the trailer. That's the new Spike Lee joint, right? That's coming out right. next yeah. week. Yeah. Yo, Ooh. I instantly oh. wanted to punch a white guy, yo. Like, after watching that joint, that trailer had me in. My God, bruh. And then they had uh they had the, the, the boys, the prisoners come in and they was gonna be the jurors. Like, yo, no, bruh, you going on trial. Yeah, yeah. That's that is fucking fuck. Let me ask you this, Talib. 
could you be an honest juror of, of, of a known white supremacist? Could I be honest? Yes. That's 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 simple. I, I don't honest. mean honest, but I'm uh, honest is not a good word. Fair. Honestly, fraud that nigga. Yeah. Like would Fair. you uh, like like I, I, let's I'm I'm curious. Let's say this guy may not may have been not guilty of that particular crime. Do you convict him? Oh yeah, I'm 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 not even going to say that because I know that they burn my ass up. You get what I'm saying? I know they burn my ass up. You get what I'm saying? So I'm I'm not going to let you go because you're pure white supremacist. You get what I'm saying? And you can mm. have you, you can be not connected to that, but I know you're connected to a whole bunch of other bullshit. You don't need to be out here mm. running around in the street passing off that bullshit. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go ahead and shut you down, man. I'm just gonna have to shut you down. And get you off. <laughs> it's beyond me. Yeah, it's beyond. Me. No, no, no. It's it, it's it's above me now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So when it's all said and done, bro, uh, what, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh man. Um. I haven't. I'm. I'm never even thought that far into it because. I, I, I live a truth of it's scary to say, man. Um, honestly, I know three things are going to happen to me. I hope they don't happen anytime soon. Either mm-hmm. I'm going to get locked up, I'm going to get I'm going to get killed, or I'm going to get exiled. And that's my reality. You know what I mean? I know that's crazy to say out loud, but that's my reality of what's going on. So I've never really thought further than that. Um, that's some real ass shit. I've never thought further than those three things right there. You know what I mean? Because of the life that I live and the choices that I have. So the only legacy I have is my daughter and my wife, my future wife, and my daughter and my name and what I pass on to her. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the people in my organization that's connected to me can continue on the legacy. And I honestly, if don't nobody remember my name, that's cool. As long as that what I started impacts everyone else. You don't have to know that I started this. You don't have to know that I was the one who provided a hundred turkeys in this area or the person who provided homeless people with this. But yeah, this you know what? And I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, we do need to know that. And I'm going to tell you why, bro, because if people forget our leadership, then we won't have future leaders because, because that, that remembrance is, is, is part of the legacy that you pass on to, to make somebody else. It, 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 it empowers the next generation. You know, we look back and we say, yeah, Malcolm X was that guy. Or Martin Luther King was that guy. You know, it gives you that motivation to want to step in those shoes. So we need to remember your name, bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, I'm I'm not, I don't know. You know, I don't ever want to get so lost in myself and my ego. I guess that's why I kind of brush that off sometimes. You get what I'm saying? I don't ever want to mm-hmm. become too consumed with myself that I forget that it's bigger than just me sometimes, you know, so... I guess that's the reason why I try to stay humble with a lot of things that I say and a lot of things that I do. I can get I get a little rowdy sometimes, I get a little testy, but when it comes to who I am, I try to be humble about that and I try to brag a little too much. I took my horn every now and then, you know, but I try to stay humble within within reason. But if I do, I just hope that that people remember me for standing up for what was right and giving myself for, for the cause and for the people, you know what I mean? And stand up for what's right, you know, in 2020, because we don't have enough strong black men out here. It's it's a lot, but it's not enough. And we need uh, more. Right. We need more. We need way more. We need way more. If we don't start catching them now, and it starts with the youth. If we don't start catching the young people now, they're going to get lost because our music is so corrupt. The TV shows that we watch is so corrupt. They, we stay with a phone in our hand, but if you go to a brother's house right now and try to say, hey, what you got? They got more shoes than they got books in their house. You know what I mean? They don't like to read anymore. Um, we're just not educated as much as we should be, you know? So we, we got to save the youth and we got to save the minds and we got to get to them. Got to get to them fast before they get lost. We already know the prison, the pipeline with the education system, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And all of that. So it's, it's so many traps set up that we got to we got to figure out ways to save them and get them out of those situations. And that's what I started, what I did to try to motivate brothers because don't get me wrong, you know, 
uh, I would talk to people be like, hey, you want to join my gun club? And they're like, do I get to carry a gun? And I'm like, yeah. Immediately they're like, oh, well, sign me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they ready for that, you know? But if I went to them before, they're like, hey, you want to join? Like, you want to give me a gun? I'm like, no, nah, we don't carry guns. They're not trying to hear that. Our young people ain't trying to hear that because they want to defend themselves. And you have a right to defend yourself. So um, I believe that every black man, every black woman should have a firearm in their home. I believe that you should train your children up how to use a firearm. My daughter keeps a 22 rifle right by her bed and she's 12. You hear what I'm saying? Like, Beautiful. You know, Beautiful. You should definitely train your kids how to fire a firearm because if you don't, music is going to teach them, the streets is going to teach them, and the movies is going to teach them the wrong way of how to properly handle a firearm. Yeah, and don't, 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 don't look at these gangbanging niggas on how to how, how to handle a weapon. Right. Yo, these niggas be having 30 round clips, 50 round clips. And not bro. and don't hit shit. Don't, don't hit shit. Like I have I literally, literally saw that shit happen right in front of my eyes. This dude unloaded his shit at a car on the same block and didn't hit a whole ass car. Wow. Let alone nobody in the car. They, 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 in, in Cleveland or Detroit? In Cleveland. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just yeah. did the same thing in D.C. They had like five or six brothers standing out in the middle of the street with like AKs and all this just shooting off in the middle of the street. I think maybe one person got hit out of like maybe 15 or something like that. Like it's, That it's, is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah, with an AK? Yeah, AK, how, how can you miss with an AK forty seven? <laughs> I mean, like that that kickback, like that's when you're not actually shooting that AK. No, bro, that means that, you just don't know how to shoot. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, you just don't know how to shoot. Like, you, yeah. like how can you miss with an AK forty seven? Ah, you can. That bitch start kicking. You fuck around and shoot yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all about it's all about fundamentals and the whole right. the whole thing about that is okay. You want to pick up a gun, you want to shoot, at least pick up the gun for the right reasons and not mm. for your own brothers and sisters in the streets. You get what I'm saying? George yeah. Zimmerman is still walking around right now. I ain't seen nobody run up on him yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, if we're going to go out here and we're going to shoot people, let's make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. You get what I'm saying? If you're going to shoot somebody, shoot somebody that at least don't look like you over something petty. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So... We gotta, we gotta change the focus. You know what I mean? And start. These niggas be that. beefing over comments, over right. statuses. Okay. I mean, you know what though? Like, like, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not gonna get into that because my generation, nigga, I got into fights over niggas stepping on my shoes, bro. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did too. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie about this shit, bro. So I'm not gonna try to make it seem like this generation is so more fucked up than my generation because, nigga, we fought over the dumbest shit. Nigga, what you staring Your at? Your generation. Your generation more fucked up because y'all really fought over a nigga stepping on your trash ass top tens. Hey, hey, that's that's, that's for you. See, there you go, bro. We're not gonna disrespect the uniform, bro. Stop it. I'm gonna look at how bad mine is. Look, I fought somebody over joking my name. You get what I'm saying? I got somebody for joking my first name because it was my grandfather's name. You know what I mean? I I got upset about it. You know what I mean? So I ain't never like Hey, I can understand, man. You know, but. You know, at the same time, like like as you get older, you try to set a better uh, a a better template for how to handle conflict. You know, I, I don't really give a shit at this point. I just go get a new pair of shoes if need be. If it's that deep, you know. And shout out shout out to April. She said we all been there. You know, so, and and I think that's what's wrong with the generations is that we tend to forget the the shit that we did fucked up and just put it on the next generation like they just appeared ignorant. Right, that right. ignorance was taught to them. I don't you know? know, bro. This new generation weird too, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, listen, this new generation is weird, bro. Man, like, every generation says that about the next generation. And so, nah, like, I, I feel you on that. Like, I just turned thirty-seven, but yo, these little niggas is really weird, yo. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, the general, like the 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 gap from like the. The niggas from the 60s to the niggas in the 80s was big, but not as big as this shit. It's like, I don't know, man. Bro, can you imagine the, the change between the 50s and the 60s? You think the change now is huge? 
nigga, they went from one button up everybody conservative to niggas butt ass naked at concerts taking acid. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> dead ass. You know, yeah. it went peace and love and all that other shit. Like, like there have been culture shifts in this country. Like every yeah, generation those those were drug induced culture shifts though. Like it's that's just what a, this is. <laughs> Niggas is on lean and Molly, yeah, and perks and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the pill popper age. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know, and I and I tell people all the time, and we've had the conversation. My generation is the worst generation. We had it set up so sweet. My mama's generation passed us the torch, good jobs, put us through college, the whole nine, and we let crack ruin that shit. So we can blame it on you at the end of the day, what you think. You can. Yes, that's <laughs> I, that's that's why I'm doing this show to try to make amends for some of the stupid shit. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. And I, I agree. When um in the sixties, when they brought on uh, it's it's uh biological warfare, and that's what we still dealing with now. It's right. biological warfare, and that's what they brought into the communities. And we're about to face another biological warfare if we're not careful dealing with COVID nineteen, and we're not paying attention to what they're doing. Um, there's a book called Medical Apartheid that deals with uh all of the, the medical experiments that they've ever done to black people all the way up till now. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they want to do is try to experiment on black people and everything like that to see how it reacts so that they can develop a cure for their white constituents and everything like that. And if you notice, when the attorney general came out, he was talking about COVID and saying that the highest rates is among black people because of this health issue and that health issue and everything like that. They targeted the black poverty communities, and plus this lack of health care and everything else like that. Right. And then we're not even going to get into the the food pyramid that's not even made for black people. The food pyramid was designed for white people, and we're still following that to this day. You know what I mean? Like we we shouldn't be drinking milk. That is not for us. You know what I mean? I don't eat good myself. I know some of this shit is bad for me, but. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, I'm supposed to eat this. No, a lot of that food that they say on that dietary, um, yeah. that, that food pyramid, was, it's, it's not for us. It's for white people. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And we're following yeah. white diets instead of black diets. And that's why we're dying off and we got, you know, high diabetes and everything like that because we're eating improperly and we haven't came up with a, a food pyramid for black people. Matter of fact, if somebody out there can develop something like that, we need something for black people to, to follow. I know we got people like Dr. Sebi and all that stuff, but we need a food pyramid that focuses on just black people and how we should eat. Fuck that shit. They Dr. Inky, man. We got Dr. Inky. Now, he made I, one? I, I would say KT, Pro. I, w- I would lean more towards KT on the food. Okay. Just, yeah, K- KT, the, the arch degree, like, like, and he, he co- actually cooks like the vegan shit. And from my understanding, he's like phenomenal at it. I'm not a vegan myself, so I don't know. Um, Keith could put you up on some shit like that, too. Yeah, I definitely I was, need to learn how to cook. I was part time vegan. I like okay. vegan food, though. Smoking weed is not vegan, nigga. Hennessy <laughs> <laughs> is vegan, though. Inky said, said it's vegan. Inky said a lot of shit, bro. That don't make Hennessy. Inky did say a lot of sure. shit. Yeah, shout out Dr. Inky. <laughs> um, and Nat Turner wants to know what do we think of the the guy from Morris TV? Um, like we don't we don't we don't slam people too much on the show. Like it, if that guy wants, to, he plays a role. I've kind of seen some of the clips or some of the uh, headlines for his videos. I haven't watched them. Um, he does do a lot on Grandmaster J in an odd way. I think that that helps Grandmaster J. And, and, you know, of course, you're going to have some haters, but some of those people that are going to listen to him are going to want to go listen to Grandmaster J and make a determination for themselves. And was that old boy who said something about you, Jobs? Huh? Was that old boy who said something about you? I don't think it was him that said something about me, Um, but like, like after the last interview I did with Grandmaster J, it was some dude took the video and I didn't even want to watch the shit, but yeah, re- I, I need to see that, bro. It was uh, fuck him, bro. I need to, 
I'm not. Nah, gonna I need to see that. I'm gonna do I'm, some magic I'm, with that. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm because I, I know you're probably watching. You got my phone number too, bro. While you watching this, you know what I mean. More TV. You got my phone. I got your number. You got my number. So you know how to reach out and call me. But I appreciate you mentioning me. Every chance that you get, that lets me know that you're thinking about me and that you're a fan. Also, you get what I'm saying. So keep keep talking about me. I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it and all that good stuff. So. Shout out to Tahaka. There you go. Shout out to Tahaka. Since you name drop, I can name drop you too. Shout out to Tahaka. You know where to find me at. You got my number. I'm right down the street from you, by the way. There you go. Yeah, there Other you go. than that, man, I don't get off into that shit, man. Niggas gonna talk, <laughs> you know. Spell my name right and subscribe to the man, channel. You know, I used to be out DC, man. I used to be running out there a little bit. There. Yeah. DC, <laughs> yeah. DC is a beautiful place, man. It is. It is. I love DC. Place. Yeah, um, I love DC. I I went to Howard Homecoming. That was my experience in DC. Yes, it was lit. Um, but if people want to get in touch with you, bro, how do they go about doing that? With me? Yes, sir. Uh you can go on um you can go on uh Instagram and go to Fred Hampton Gun Club. That's the name of it. Uh that's the name of the business page. You can go on there. Uh there's an email and a text. You can text me. I don't got no problem with responding to people via text message. Or you can go on uh, Facebook and find me on the Talib Atunde. Um, or you can search Fred Hampton Gun Club. I think we got at least 31 chapters now that you can find on Facebook. And someone to reach out to you. Um, we'll make sure that we respond to you immediately. Um, and I'm, I'm an easily reachable person. I'm an easily reachable person. Someone knows me. That is true. Definitely reached out and he was like, sure. Okay. That was dope, man. So I do appreciate you coming on. Lynette, not to sign. If you don't support Grandmaster J at this point, you're not black. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go that far. Hating on the man <laughs> is, is unnecessary. Like I don't know. Niggas, I, I'm one of, niggas I'm one who of those sit people. behind the keyboard and don't do nothing and got something to say. Yeah, and that's why I don't yeah. and, and that's why I don't much too dealing with like people who do stuff like that you know what i mean who criticize people like maybe me grandmaster jay babu um aj frazier um uh, malik zulu shabazz i get these uh general taco and all these other leaders out here that's doing great things a lot of people can criticize what we're doing out here but we're the ones that's putting our lives on the line every single day for our people absolutely while they sit back on their little their little YouTubes or whatever criticizing talking negative about people and you know we they, they we feed off of that negativity sometimes you know what I mean and I can't love that shit man like be, let's be honest that's why we don't have a bigger channel right now is because we're not hating on niggas every chance we get right no that's what you're looking for the negativity uh, we the job does this fair share of hating no, I don't but hate on people specifically not to that not to that I hate extent. on Baltimore and New York not, not, not to that extent not, not the, the people, not the, just the, the areas. And you hate on Detroit all the time. We even. Bro, I don't think about Detroit, my nigga. Like, you just got something to say about Baltimore, yo, because you want to be from Baltimore for real. Baltimore is pretty dirty, though, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't make it that way. Yo, y'all niggas still get processes, bro. Like, y'all niggas, yo, yo, y'all still, yo, y'all really, y'all really, y'all niggas still put lie in y'all head, man, in Detroit, bro. We're like, what are you, what are you talking we, about? We, we clean, though. Um, I do want to say uh, again, man, if nobody else told you today, bro, we are absolutely proud of you. And if there's anything that our show can do for y'all, bro, please do not hesitate to ask, um, and Grandmaster Jay, if you if, if you get a chance to check this out, you already know, man. We rock with you heavy. If you need anything, let us know. Um, and if y'all got any questions, comments, or whatever, y'all can forward those to Talib Atunde, or you can forward those to the plug. Stay out my yeah. inbox. I'm tired of y'all niggas, man. I don't know what, <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Yeah, send, send, me, send me the retarded emails. Though, I'm going to have Please, dude. Like, quit fucking with me, man. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm like I had some like like the, literally one dude saw the show. I work for the government. Can you no nigga? I'm <laughs> stop reading after that nigga. How am I supposed to trust anything you say after that? <laughs> like come on man. Like I gotta block people man. It's it's, it's bad bro. Like and, and, and I don't nigga, do and that nigga like Roger Troutman. Oh my suit. god man. I, like, that's, yo, that's, like, that's why I I salute you guys. <laughs> 
I, I get maybe one thirtieth of the shit y'all get, man, and and y'all keep on going. That shit irritates my whole week. So, um, no, nah, I got fun with that. But yeah, send all uh, bookings, inquiries. Uh, yo, shoot it to me, um, goons the gods at gmail.com. I'll, I'll gladly, gladly have fun with y'all, with y'all, with y'all stuff. Is there anything you wanted to say before we we before we get off the air, Talib? Um, do want to give a shout out to Grandmaster J. Of course, you get what I'm saying. And every other RBG movement out here, I think I name dropped a couple of people already all the time. Um, I do want to say that I love y'all. I do appreciate y'all. Um, I want to say thank you to both of you for having me on the show and extending it out to me. Um, I want to say that we have to stay focused on the mission and focused on our people. Um, we can go out here and pick up guns all day long. Um, we can stand on the front lines protesting all day long. But the most important thing to me is education. The mind is the smartest weapon that you have. Um, I mean, the most powerful weapon that you have is your mind. Um, so I want to make sure that you're, 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 clean, you're doing field stripping on your mind every single day. You're oiling your mind up every day with some type of new information. You're studying on something. You're staying in touch with your spirituality, no matter if you're practicing Wicca, Vondun, Islam, um, following Roshu, whoever, whatever you believe in, make sure that you're staying in contact spirit spiritually with your ancestors and make sure that you're training your mind and that you're loving somebody out here black. It don't matter where, it don't matter who it is. If they're black, help them out. Now, I'm just going to be honest. I do not, I do not give the homeless white people, okay? I'm sorry. Yo. You messed up. <laughs> Same you thing. Messed, you messed up your white privilege. That's not my fault. I do, I do the same <laughs> shit. I do the exact same shit. I do not get money on the white people. I do the exact same shit. As a matter of fact, yo, I got I know a dude. I know he get high. I give him money every week, bro. I don't care. Cause I know he's on the streets. You know what I'm saying? I get a nigga money. I know he gonna smoke big rocks after I give him like four or five dollars every week. Right. No matter. I don't care. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, man. All right, Ron. Uh, let's get your shout outs, bro. Already, man. Um, shout out to everybody tuned in. Um, big shout out to Grandmaster J. I don't want to feel left out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, big shout out to uh, Nat Turner Gun Club, man. Um, I wish I know. I know. I know y'all in DC, man. Um, I'm gonna reach out. I'm, I'm gonna see what's up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you. I'm like you, nigga, making up shit. Matter of fact, I think it's Nat Turner Gun Club. I said Nat Turner. I think they one though. Shout out to them too, though. I shout out to them too. Yeah, my my apologies, bro. Yeah, shout out to the PD Pablo Gun Club. Hey, nah, you know what I'm saying? Your look, the M, the M stand for Melvin, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Yo, um, big shout out Keys Development. Um, shout out 300 Gangsters. Um, shout out everybody tuned in. Yo, holla at us tomorrow. We got a really dope show. Uh, we got super producer, legendary, extraordinaire, uh, high tech coming on. Um, yo, subscribe to the YouTube. Hit the like button, yo. Share our shit, man. And um, holla at us tomorrow. No doubt, man. Don't forget to check out the website, mrochelle.com, if you want the finest custom jewelry, and it is made by a sister. Don't forget to check out the website, liberationmindedmedia.com, if you like to cop one of these hoodies, goons to gods. Um, and shout out to the Fred Hampton Gun Club. All chapters, all across the... <laughs> And the not the not fucking around coalition. Shout out to y'all. Um, shout out to the new Black Panther Party. Um, if you woke up in, in some melanin, shout out to you. You know, say hello to a black person. You know, um, other than that, Matt, definitely appreciate you coming on. And, and shout out New York Cheesecake. Acknowledge all black folks you see with a smile or a head nod. I respect that 100%. Um, shout out everybody in the chat room. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Share the show. Um, and like you said, we got high tech coming on tomorrow. Um, and we got a resume unlike any of your favorite podcasts, man. Go do your homework. That's a fact, man. That's um, a fact. Other than that, man, 
salute, man. Definitely appreciate your time, your wisdom, and your energy, Talib. It was definitely a pleasure chopping it up with you, man. Enjoyed the show, man. Um, if like I say, if you need anything, don't hesitate, bro. Yeah, anytime you want me to come back, feel free to ask me. I'll be right here, man. No doubt. Uh, and, and and you know what, man? When you when you do uh when y'all had that meeting, right. I would like to have that meeting. You know, with whoever agrees, let's have that meeting because I think that visual would be beautiful online. So, mm. so, so the idea with that is, and I named a lot of the, a lot of the uh, generals that was going to be a part of it. Mm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk first, right. put together different agendas and different things like that, and see how we can move together as a unit and mm. come to agreements on certain things dealing with like reparations. Um, dealing with uh, land, resources, money, all of those things are going to be encompassed into it. The military, uh, the military part of it, um, focusing, giving back into community, everything you can think of that encompasses the black people and what we need to do to better ourselves is going to be brought to the table and talked about, discussed amongst us. Once we come to an agreement on how we should move as, a, um, as basically like a united nation, basically, right. how to move forward, um, then we'll go public and we'll be able to talk and speak and everything like that. But first we got to get the little nooks and crannies. Uh, taken yeah, care of just we, we step out, you. you know. All right. That's, yeah. Hey, we, we'll be here, bro. Yeah. yeah I'll make sure that I extend that to you as soon as we do. I'll make sure right. you, hey, look, you want to be a part of this right here? I think that would be a powerful thing. Matter of fact, I would, Nobody else. I would. I would bring it on to yours. I think that would be you. Be the perfect platform for that. I would bring it on here. You got my uh, word on that. Uh, that's what's up, man. We. That's we, what's hey, up. We'll be here, bro. We ain't going nowhere. We here for it. You know. Okay. Um. And, and once again, if you listen to the show, do not ask me for this nigga's number. I'm not <laughs> going to give it to you. <laughs> Don't ask me for Grandmaster Jay's number. I don't have it. I'm not giving it to you. I'm not going to see him. Stop asking me. Hey, Thank you. If, if y'all could um give me some tax breaks, email me. <laughs> I'm not email even. Me. I, 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 no, I don't. Don't email me that shit either. I'm not trusting y'all niggas. I didn't already had problems with the uh, IRS before. I'm not going down that that road again. Them niggas is ruthless, bro. I'm cool on that. Um, <laughs> other than that, man. <laughs> Yes, people do that, Lynette. You would be fucking surprised. I could show you screenshots. It's it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, on that note, man, we out of here. Definitely appreciate y'all. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like, comment, share the whole nine. And on that note, man, we out. Peace, fam. <laughs>